Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for the week of August 8th, 2022. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, lots in the local look to get to. We've got a Traverse City guy winning on the mini tours. A great story, so we'll tell you all about that. Live updates from the 101st GAM Championship. Results from the 31st Women's GAM Championship. And the U.S. Women's Amateur, of course, underway this week. We've got some some local ties there, as well as uh, the results from the Western AM, which took place down in my neck of the woods in Chicago uh, last week. Around the tours, what a weekend at the AIG Women's Open overseas. Uh, We'll wrap up the Utah Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour. They've got just one more event in the regular season before they go to the playoffs. And, of course, we'll update you on the bubble watch. Who got in this week and who didn't as we begin the FedEx Cup playoffs this week with the FedEx St. Jude Championship. No longer a WGC, now a playoff event. Normally, we would start with the Wyndham Championship, but I vote we do that second, Hunter. Provided you are prepared, ready, I see you chugging water over there. Hunter and I are live in Petoskey. Today, we're both slurping the coffee. I got into town super late last night, so I'm... I was a few minutes late to work this morning, but I'm excited to be here and talk golf, especially local golf, Hunter. And I know you have a lot of stories, so tell us, where where do you want to start on that? Oh, wow, the ball is in my court. Do you want to do the game first, or can we talk about your old high school competitor pulling through over the weekend? Yeah, let's talk about uh, about Alex Scott, because he was playing in uh, the Dakotas on the Dakotas. Dakotas. Dakotas tour. And let me help you out there. And he uh, ended up winning in a playoff. Uh, his first first professional win here in a, in a little while. He won the um, the Michigan Open of several years ago. Um, but he made a uh, it looked like about a 20, 25 footer on in a playoff hole to win what ended up being twenty five or twenty one thousand five hundred dollars, I think. Uh, you kind of put me on the spot here. I didn't have it pulled up. <laughs> it's a much-needed payday. It's a guy we've talked about all summer uh, as he had been playing on the Latino America Tour. Yes. And you really need to play well on that tour, as you guys who have been with us for the long haul know. I think it's the only you know a handful or so advanced to getting Corn Ferry Tour status or whatever it is. So, um I, I want to say it's only one. The top finisher gets Corn Ferry status, and then the top five get to the f- either the second or the final round of Q School for Corn Ferry. It is possible, though. I think Keith Mitchell, in fact, is one guy who mm-hmm. started on the Latino American Tour. Um, and there's going to be plenty of guys. We're going to talk about Bubble Watch here with both the you know the PGA Tour starting playoffs and the Corn Ferry Tour finishing their regular season this week. Um, who are going to be in the basically the same boat, you know, as Alex Scott here coming up, looking forward on, on their professional careers because this is such a uh, cutthroat uh, meritocracy. And I'm sure, unless that the, of course you go to the Lyft tour. Yeah, and that surely uh, helps with his Q school payment um, coming up here for Corner Fair, I would assume. Yeah, it's a nice check. Yeah, so he was he hard was, to win a tournament. Like it's just playing hard to win. It. It's hard to win a member guest. 
as Hunter pulled off earlier this summer at the beautiful, world-renowned Petoskey Bayview Country Club, alongside his much handsomer and more physically impressive brother, Mitch. But whether you're on the Dakotas Tour, playing at Bayview, in a club championship, a mini tour, or you're trying to win a FedEx Cup, just playing hard to win a golf tournament. So I was really happy for him to see that and got to feel good to make like a long putt to win a tournament. Oh, yeah. And he was seven back going into the final round. Shot 65, birdie both of his playoff holes, including like like we mentioned about a 20, 25 footer on the last hole to win it. So get ready. Really you awesome. want to compete on the Dakotas tour, you better be ready to make some birdies. Yes. Yes, that is clear. So that's a really uh, congratulations to Alex Scott, and maybe Hunter will use his ties to uh, fulfill our promise of getting more players on the <laughs> podcast since they're uh, friends with one another. So why don't you uh, why don't you uh, get your phone out there and start <laughs> yeah. doing a little texting? Yeah, I think I think he's scheduled for the week after we get Ryan Brem on <laughs> per per your text. So whenever we okay. get the else, okay, okay, that's just we'll align okay, him up. Per, we'll align him whenever up he's done, whenever he's out of the FedEx Cup playoffs, oh, he is he's in the min price on DraftKings this week, folks. <laughs> if you want to if you want to dial that up, he's been playing pretty decent uh, the last couple weeks. All okay, right. and then give us some live. Can you give us? Do you want to give us results from the women's game, or do you want to give us live updates from the 101st game championship? Uh they're they're both live updates. Oh, they're it's both. Li- live it's updates. live from both. Uh, so we will start with women's championship. The 31st game women's championship is happening uh, yesterday and today, August 8th and 9th. Same with the men. Uh, the ladies are playing at uh, Country Club of Lansing. And in first place through round one, or actually tied first place, is uh, Sophie Stevens, uh, who is on a little bit of a tear this summer after just... Now I need to confirm this. I swear she just won the... Oh, Hunter's brain's playing tricks on him. It is. It is. There's just a lot of, a lot of names swirl around, so give me, give me two seconds here. I believe she just won the, um, the girls' junior am but I'd like to confirm that, and we are almost there. No, Sophie lost in the, so so a little bit of redemption. Redemption. A little bit of redemption Redemption. for Sophie. Uh, Redemption for uh, both Hunter and for for Sophie. Yeah, I'm very glad I looked that up. So Grace Wang won (laughs) the uh, Michigan Girls Junior State Am. Sophie finished second uh, runner-up. She was the medalist the last two years in a row. So, uh so far so good for Sophie through one round she is tied with uh, Jasmine Jasmine Lee from Canada at even par rounding up rounding out the top three is Jessica Jolly from Rockford and Bridget Boscar from uh, Canton this is a two day stroke play two day stroke play yep just two rounds Country Club of Lansing you played there I have it's been a long time I actually lost <laughs> actually lost in a playoff there uh, some like PGA Michigan PGA event so, wow, you blew it? Uh, I don't think I blew it. I that sounds like you blew it. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> I didn't capture it, would, I would say. No, you did not seize the moment. I did not seize the moment. No. That would probably be more accurate. Yeah. And then Well, I'm so sorry to bring up that me- that nightmare, that memory for you. No, it's okay. It's not a big That's deal. a positive memory. You got into a playoff? Yeah. What'd you shoot? No idea. So it was like something in the eighties? Uh probably high seventies, I'm guessing. Okay. All it right. wasn't uh it was definitely nothing. How old were you? I was driving, so I had to be like 16. Okay, okay. 
because there was a there was that first summer I would, I would like drive myself down to turn yeah yeah I was probably sixteen I would say okay on to the moving right along the one hundred first GAM Championship which is at which is at Plum Hollow Country Club also August eighth and 9th. this is a three Where round Where is that I don't know Plum Hollow speaking of putting you on the spot. You you have a computer right there. Yeah, I don't it's think like to the left. It's I don't like think over you here. Use it. I want to talk into my mic. <laughs> I'm well, gonna guess. You, can I guess? Sure. It sounds like it would be like a. I'm gonna guess Southfield. <laughs> is that what it is? Because because that's I don't know what would sound familiar. Because I oh you didn't look it up. Is it Southfield? Yeah, of course I looked it up. Okay. So the 101st. That's the time it takes me to use the Google machine right <laughs> Southfield, Michigan. You were just born in the wrong era, I D- think. Detroit. <laughs> so in first place, uh, through two rounds, they play 36 holes on Monday. Hunter probably wishes they played the Rocket Mortgage at Plum Hollow, and he's never even seen it. I wouldn't be the worst. I mean, these Better <laughs> Donald Ross, Sedgefield or Detroit Golf Club? Um, Probably Sedgefield. Okay. Um... The Wyndham always delivers. Yeah. <laughs> so in in <laughs> in first place of the 101st Camp Championship through 36 holes is uh, August Mikoff. Oh. In second. Party. Yep. In second place, a uh, name we'll hear here in a second. Again, it was uh, Grant Hafner from uh, Bloomfield Hills. He shot six under while August is at seven under. Uh, Jimmy Dale's rounding through out the top Through how many rounds? Three. Through two rounds. Jeez. So, a lot I got to make more birdies. You do. It's embarrassing. We all do. We all. And then Jimmy Dale's rounding out the top three uh, from Northville. He is at five under par. Uh, yeah, there are. There all are. Right, so, what's the format there? Just stroke play. Three rounds. How many? Three rounds of stroke play to determine the champion. So, we got one more round. Correct. Which is which is happening. Uh, presently? Presently. But By no. the way, it's 10 o'clock Eastern time recording. So, yeah. apologies. You'll probably be. Be able to see results by the time this is posted. We, we got maybe we should get better at that. Nah, hmm. no. Moving right along. If you'd like to look up the results, uh, go to gam.org. I'm gonna let you do that part. Okay. We're gonna move on to the uh, U.S. Women's Am. Women's Am. Who has uh, three competitors playing from the Michigan women's golf team? Uh, Annika Dai, Monet Chun, and Ashley Kim. Annika's in. Go uh, blue, freaking powerhouse. T sixty third at women's two over. golf powerhouse. Monet Chun is in uh, T seventy eighth at three over, and Ashley Kim is uh, T ninety uh, six at four over. And in first place, the second youngest youngest player in the field at thirteen years old, who shot a <gasps> sixty seven the first day. Alice, uh, Alice. Zoe from China. In second place is uh, Angela Liu from uh, from the United States at five under, tied with uh, Lainey Fry, also at five under, who is also tied with Casey uh, Weedenfield at five under. And tell us where this is being played. And this is on six to nine. Yeah, so you can check August tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Yeah, here for the next starting. Um, Starting tomorrow, when match play starts, uh, it looks like about from six to nine, seven to ten, roughly uh, Eastern time on Golf Channel. You can catch this out. This is over at 
Chambers Bay, oh. I believe. And then I have one last follow-up question, which is how is the young gal who won the Junior Am doing with the bucket hat? Oh, the, the lefty? The Augusta. Um, That's the, it. The Augusta National. That's it. Uh, she is currently... My bad. Amy... I confused one tournament for another. Do you remember her name? Uh, it's Davis. I'm, I think her first name is Amy. Maybe it's not. Eh. I felt pretty confident in that. It's like the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Yep. A. Yep. That. That. Uh, Anwa. Anwa. That computer still. Her sleep. name's Anna. Anna Davis. No. I think it is. Compelling content. Thirteen minutes into the pod. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, podcast charts. Here we come. We're gonna be. Top I think what what kills what kills me no the most time, is like I'm still talking about something, <laughs> and rather than Peter like looking it up and adding to the conversation, he'll he'll no, he'll running, just. Ask I'm running me. the board, dude. Looking at my notes. <laughs> what notes? <laughs> I have my whole I have my whole T sheet right here, dude. I don't think uh, I call this my T sheet. This is my. <laughs> see that. This is how I keep <laughs> It's on a Frederica Frederica Golf Club pad. So Anna Davis is, is is just not playing in this event. Oh. Well that's disappointing. Okay. That's fine. It's that's gotta fine. be the only Well that's good. We can just delete this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which let's be honest. We won't. No, no, we probably won't. not. Okay. Well that's on from six to nine as Hunter mentioned. Starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. So tune in. That should be August tenth. Uh, that is some pretty. Have you ever played over there at Chambers Bay? Have I ever played Chambers Bay, dude? I didn't even know what Plum Hollow was. That's in Southfield. No, I've never played Chambers Bay. I don't think that's that crazy of a question. <laughs> have you? No. <laughs> of course you haven't. And but if I, you had, I would know about it. You'd be like, oh yeah, I played there. That would have come up in conversation in the thousands of conversations we've had with one another about golf. Only one of which is recorded weekly. I mean, we could just be doing this off air and pr- people probably wish that we would. <laughs> I'm having much more fun today thinking about the fact that we're not on radio this week. It is, uh, it is a nice little twist. You know, we don't have to worry about getting within... Just need a shot of espresso before we go through the TPC Southwind course stats. Let's go. And I have no espresso today. I'm, exp- I'm espresso-less. Espresso? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> espresso? Barbara Streisand. All right. Let's move on. To we what? Got, uh, the Western Am... Thank one you. one more uh, one more j- local look, and then we will talk about the AIG. Yes, and yes. then we can talk about, can talk the, about the Wyndham. So, uh, winning the Western Am, which is the third oldest amateur in the world, uh, only behind the British amateur and the US Am. Uh, Austin Greaser took home the championship. On He's good. The 18th hole. This is a pretty pretty cool story from Austin. He did not have. Uh, he had very few college offers. He was cold calling coaches uh, going into college. Now he's a senior, and he had a hell of a summer last summer. He fin- he got to the semis of this event at the Glen Club, and then he f- got to the se- or he got to the finals and lost to the eventual champion James Piot. 
in the finals of the U.S. Amateur last year. So he's been on quite a, quite a tear, and he's played well in his the exemptions that he has gotten um, from finishing as a finalist in the USAM. He's finished well in those events. He's had some good experience. I expect to see this kid's name for a while. Um, and it's always cool to see we were talking about redemption earlier, but like for him to go from kind of a, a summer of almost last year to, to now winning um, this year is pretty cool. Yeah, and that's the way it often happens in the um, in golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at this. We're getting right. We're getting ready for the FedEx, which which I know St. Jude, which I know is no longer a WGC. But last year at this time, Abraham Answer was winning his first PGA Tour event in the FedEx Cup playoffs after having four second place finishes. There's always two sides to that coin. And there's now some people out there saying, "Well, that guy doesn't close." And then there's other people licking their chops saying, this guy's about to, it's only a matter of time he's going to break through. Are you saying Austin's going to go put in live tour? I'm saying I'm going to cash an outright ticket this week at the FedEx St. Jude. That's what I'm saying. I'm manifesting. On who? On him? On somebody on my betting card <laughs> that we're going to reveal later. A hot tease. <laughs> You've lost me. You've I've lost lo- myself. <laughs> absolutely lost me. And I did mention it. Uh, there were two other Michigan guys playing in the the Western Am that I would uh, Grant Hafner from um, who might be the 101st game champion. Who could potentially be the 101st? And why can I not think of where he's from? What a putting all the work on Hunter today. All the googling, yeah, all uh, the talking, all all anything that isn't nonsense is up to Hunter. Grant from uh, Grant's Grant's from Bloomfield, and then uh, Kyle Petrovic is from. How oh, am I not gonna? He's gonna get it. West Bloomfield. Click click click. What they like neighbors? <laughs> yeah, it must be. Uh, so is the, Plum Hollow their local their 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 home course? I'm not super familiar with that. Are you are you good with the uh, local topic? Getting off course. Are you good with understanding the geography of the greater southeast Michigan area in terms of where these um, various suburbs fall on a map? I'll tell you who's a lot better at it. It's Google. So give me two seconds here. I'm almost. I'm gonna have a hot take here. I'm gonna guess Southfield is not south of Detroit. I'm gonna guess it's northwest of Detroit. I swear it's almost better when we have a radio episode. <laughs> Stuck doing just stuff like this. <laughs> uh, it's 19 minutes away, and it it is south of West Bloomfield. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid to say. South of West Bloomfield is it south of Detroit though? It is not south of Detroit. Okay, I win. It is north. Uh, What'd you say? Northwest? Mm-hmm. It's Northwest. Detroit. What do I win? Uh, you, Tell me. What do I win? You get to talk about the AIG Women's Open with myself. Oh, man. Uh, what a That golf. was an emotional roller coaster. It was. It absolutely was. I was rooting for, uh, so I guess for those who don't know, uh, Ashley Buhlheim 
is how I is how man I was hoping you were gonna know the correct pronunciation. I believe that's what Buhai. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how I swear they. I don't called. know a thing about her, and I was pulling for her just based on the natural kind of catharsis happening over the course of the afternoon as I was waiting for the CBS to get the men's tournament on. Jeez. You're on one today, I tell you. <laughs> and then they turned it on, and it was the absolute garbage. It's the worst broadcast, worst golf broadcast I've probably seen all season. But, and it looked especially bad because it was coming off the heels of NBC's presentation of the AIG Women's Open, which was quite good. Not yeah. perfect, but it was quite good. It was made better by the fact that Ashley made that triple on the back and then all of a sudden boom we're in a tie for the lead Chun nearly makes a long putt she would have had the lead alone but I guess one thing we have to talk about other than Ashley giving it up and then taking it back which was like phenomenal to watch they played how many times did they play the same hole in the playoff of a major championship That that was their fourth and can we really is that does that need further examination in your opinion uh, i would i would prefer play a different hole y- yes yes and no if, if if it wasn't that hole i think that cha- that's just like a that's like a par hole like you're, they're going they could have been there the entire night if like there's just that really good bunker shot first birdie wins it we're yeah. still there yeah, that's that's honestly, and I even said it when when there was that. I think it was on the third playoff hole, which we still haven't said. Like Ash, Ashley Buhai won the won the uh, women's AIG Open. For the for we haven't told, we haven't said that. Oh, yet. I thought you said that. No, <laughs> I'm listening very closely to everything you're saying. So uh, she won the fourth playoff hole over Inji Chan, and on the third playoff hole, Inji Chan, who was the women's the winner, already a major winner this year, right of the. PGKPMGPGA, uh, KP. Yes, that would be. It wasn't the PGA Championship because that was um, Women's Open. This is the Women's Open. The US Open. That's what I mean. I don't. Um, Evian. I'm not sure. She has won a major this year. She was, she was major trying in the calendar year, trying to win a uh, second major, which has only happened for the first time since 2019. Uh, she just won her first major. NG did for the first time in four years so she kind of had a little bit of a um, comeback story as well but Ashley has been a pro since she was 18 years old she is now I believe 33 years old uh, has never won an LPGA tour event obviously never won a major she has three European tour win ladies European tour wins uh, so this is obviously um, monumental for her in, in every single way imaginable. Uh, that shot she hit on the fourth, the fourth playoff hole out of the bunker, was really top class. The shots they both hit, yeah, that shot was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then Ingie, I think it was on the first playoff hole when she kind of shanky doodled it over there a little bit, kind of let go of the club. Was I mean it was phenomenal. It looked that bunker looked really hard to get it up and down from, and they both hit beautiful shots from that trap. 
Yeah, that sand out there. Ashley should have won it earlier, though, because she hit one subpar bunker shot from over there as well, from an easier lie farther up in the bunker. Yeah. That sand I seems believe that was so heavy. I second playoff hole. I believe it was. And it looks darker than the sand we're accustomed to playing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And really, I, I would even say it should never even gotten to the playoff. Obviously, she made that triple on 15. I believe is what it was, but then uh, number 17 is a par 5, and Ashley hit into the bunker on her second shot and hit her That was third. a great bunker shot, too. Really good bunker shot, too. It looked like about three or four feet. And at that point, I was I was very nervous that she was going to make bogey in 18 because that's when Inji Chun was one, one group ahead of her and hit a really good drive in 18 in regulation, hit a really good second shot, at least had a, a look at birdie. And this was all happening while Ashley was was missing her birdie putt in 17 to stay tied uh, with Inji Chun. So, uh, I was right, by the way. Chun won the women's PGA this year. They need to play a different hole. And the approach shots kept getting longer and longer as the weather got colder and colder. And also, we have to mention that Ashley's husband stole the show. Yeah. Because he's back there going, go Ash, go Ash, as he's sucking down cold ones wearing shorts. While everyone else is wearing their like winter gear. And then just as I was ready to crown the dude, he runs out way too early <laughs> after she puts out and I, like hugs her and lifts her up like five times before she can shake hands with, yeah, I, with that did, Inji Chun. I did feel very awkward watching that. I, I, I kinda, they showed him so many times. <laughs> yeah. It was like the same, like how many times they show Kate Middleton at Wimbledon. I couldn't tell even where he was. Was he like behind the grandstand? I think he's just right behind the green. Was he? Okay, yeah. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't make sense of it. Yeah, that was that was a little wild. I wish somebody was bringing him fresh beers because oh, yeah. he was not walking over to the concession stand every well, time they rode the cart back to AT and T. I'll tell you that. Well, he certainly could have. I'll tell you what. It didn't seem like there were a ton of people there. Do you get that feeling? Like around? I figured. Well, apparently, it was thirty-five degrees. If you ask <laughs> Inji Chun's hanky. Well, after you complain about it for like. 10 minutes straight would be a text. I'd look up the temperature, and it was only like 60 degrees with what looked like a 15-mile-an-hour wind, 29-mile-an-hour wind. I've seen you in sweaters in that temperature. Cry me a river, okay? <laughs> Next time it's that temperature, we're playing golf, and, and you have a sweater on, I'm going to make you take it off. And I'm going to say you would have told Inji to take it off. Maybe she has seasonal allergies. I'm surprised you and didn't text while me. that was gone, going no, hold on. on. You before, have more? Before. Hunter has more. I'm actually shocked. Before, right after they did this whole thing with the husband, you didn't text me about the, her caddy, Inji John's caddy, brought her uh, an additional jacket, a bigger one to put on. And they For sh- Inji? And they showed it on TV and you didn't. Oh, of course they did. No, and I you moved, didn't text me. I moved over to the Tom Kim show at that point. <laughs> Speaking right. of Tom Kim. Yes, let's move on. Now we can talk about the Wyndham. The Wyndham always delivers. Yes. Terrific. Tom Kim, what a performance. Unbelievable. How many strokes did he win by? <laughs> how many times? How many times can I put Hunter on the spot? I, I really think one, that you think I, I'm just like a... supposed to be my department. You think I'm like a computer. That you, aren't you? <laughs> you have one. I, I, I have one. I believe he shot 20 under par. Or was it 19? And Sungjae was 15 under, I think. So I think he won by four. He 
absolutely blitzed the front nine, shooting an eight under par 27 in the final round of a PGA Tour event. I think he beat Affy Barnrat by 10 strokes on the front, who was playing in his group. And who they kept showing, they have no idea who's in contention. It's like they just show the players in the group with the leader because the cameras are there. Affy Barnrat is not in contention to win the tournament. He's not in contention to make the top 125. We do not. That time can be spent on another golfer. Sorry to get right into the griping, but golly. Well, it was so clean on NBC. They didn't show every shot from those in contention, but they clearly knew who could and could not win that golf tournament as we watched the final hour of regulation. Then you flip over to CBS. All they care about is Nick Faldo and the stroke fest that that was, which was, I understand he needs to be recognized, but that was clearly valuing yourselves over your audience because we don't care about commemorating the career of Nick Faldo. We care about the Wyndham Championship. More just 65-plus programming. And if I was Mark Immelman, too, I don't know if I'd be super, like, fired up about all that. Making such a big deal out of the departure of the person you're replacing. So this is now two weeks in a row of Peter has mistaken Trevor or Trevor and Mark. Trevor. And I, I imagine this could just go on for weeks. <laughs> potentially, May, potentially months, forever. years. I still am calling the Washington football team the Redskins, and they're not even the Washington <laughs> yeah. football team anymore. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. No, they aren't. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it was. Well, I have great tournament, terrible broadcast, awful, terrible, F minus. Well, I had the 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 two v the two TV system working on Sunday for the AIG and the Wyndham, and the AIG was getting the the sound, rightfully so. And then when the AIG was done, I just didn't I just didn't give sound back to the to the. PJ tour. So you watched like long sequences of just them in the booth talking to each other I and don't really trading w- passing out Kleenex and once I saw what was happening, once I saw once I like I saw what the narrative was gonna be on this Sunday afternoon, I, I didn't really care to watch. I, I knew that Oh dude, I was I was sweating sweating that Taylor Moore top ten. I knew so Kim hard. was going I had to, to watch to the bitter end. Thank knew, you, Taylor Moore, for saving my week. Terrible week. But a nine to one top ten and a four to one top twenty. Whew! I don't know what you were sweating. He cleared it by two. Ah, dude. Two is <laughs> two. Two strokes can be lost on a single hole. That eighteenth is a brutal hole. And he had to make it. He parred the par five. Then he had to birdie the par three. He hit a dirt. He. Uh, He's got a weird swing. Well, congratulations to Taylor Moore for making oh, making Peter's week. Congratulations to me for making Peter's week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Congratulations to me via Taylor Moore. No, I don't. Uh, I think it, it is exactly. <laughs> how good is Tom Kim? I think that's the t- that's the takeaway. The thing that we have to talk about is how good is Tom Kim? Is Tom Kim? He's he's twenty years old. He is twenty. Do we know? 
just because that's the theme of this episode, do we know me putting you on the spot? Do we know how that compares to other young? Like that's really young to win on the PGA Tour. I'm guessing second youngest behind one other player, Tiger Woods. Siwoo Kim. No, no. Sung Jm. No, American. Modern. Yeah. Spieth. Yeah. Believe he. Because I was gonna say Colin, but it's he's like a year behind. Morikawa. I believe so. Yeah, he was still. I mean, he was almost out of. Because I just think of he played. Did he play four years of college golf? No, but he would have played two. He would have played more than. Let's get really off course. Let's let's get deep in the weeds. Deep in the weeds. I can't believe I didn't get Spieth sooner. Yeah. So Spieth, then Tom Kim, then Tiger, then probably Morikawa. Yeah. I'd like to find the exact age. I just saw the tweet. The point is that's rare air. Yes, no, very, very rare. He blitzed. He blitzed. He blew everyone away in the final round. Not on Thursday. But, like, I know he made everything, and there are other players who beat him T to green. And that's what I've been hearing about on the podcast that I've listened to so far this week. And I, I just don't have time for that crap. Putting is part of the game. Okay, he created a ton of opportunities. He scrambled when he needed to. Like, he played flawless golf, and he boat raced the field. I don't care how many strokes you gain with your putter. When you win in a blowout against pretty decent competition, Sung J.M. was second. I mean, some of the some of the good players played plenty well. So I mean that was pretty a pretty impressive display from Tom Kim. So I just think it's interesting to project out. We don't know that much about this guy, but he's been winning golf tournaments on the Asian Tour. He had two wins already this season, maybe. So this guy's a winner. You know, I think we could see this could be the next sort of big international player in golf, right? He's going to be on the Presidents Cup team. Did you listen to him talk? Had you listened to his interview? I heard Balionis like charged him and asked him to commit to the PGA Tour or something totally bizarre to to cap off CBS's just dis, oh, discouraging presentation of PGA Tour golf. So I didn't they even have to bring the live into it in the final seconds of the broadcast. Um so to two points in that I did not notice that uh, Amanda charging him. I noticed how how marketable he is. He has like the most generic American accent you'd ever heard in your life. Like you would say, if you didn't see him, you would think he's like from the Midwest. Like it's very strange how he he's fluent in three languages. Um, I think he like he is what I think what separates a lot of Asian players, especially in this country, is just. There's the language barrier. Like, it's hard to be marketable if you can't speak our native tongue. But I mean, he, it was it blew me away. I was like, holy moly! He sounded like he had lived here his entire life, like he had never even left the country. So that impressed me. Well, that's me. it. He's the next Tiger Woods. Then that impressed me a lot. And then and he was very like his interview was very calm, cool, collective. And the second thing is. How much longer are we going to let? I mean, the PJ, the CBS broadcast is what's t- 
taking people and moving them to live. I know. It's so bad. Like you're watching the live tree. You get, you get five hours cons- consecutive golf and you actually see golf shots. Like I'm, I'd, I don't know. I'd like to defend the PJ tour as much as possible, but it is getting the networks are dragging it. The problem when, down. when there was three hours of coverage on CBS on Sunday, and I would have to say 40% of that time was, was looking at four guys in their sixties cry. I didn't love that. Or just talk about just to just talking and making it about themselves and not about what's happening on that. They did a terrible job with the top 125. Oh, yeah. could you imagine having like the, the leaderboard terrible. and then having like a like a top 125 it tracker? It's constant. It's like a ticker or whatever. Yeah. It's just <laughs> up there on the screen like these are the players like get the picture in picture going. There's a subplot. We watched Justin Lauer hit like three shots. The dude is playing for his life and all you do is show him three putt on 18 and maybe one other shot. <laughs> that's what that's what kills me is they give they give more airtime for like their Instagram Instagram post afterwards where it's like oh Justin Lower just just missed the cut just missed he didn't he won't stay in the 125 it was like really sad and then you show two shots of his actual round like we got to find a way we should to have been watching him all day like that's compelling and hearing about his story and you know I mean that's it's just not well presented whatsoever and they obviously just said no we're going to do some stuff for Nick in this broadcast because that's what we want and everything else be damned because there's no way that they thought this is really what people people are coming into this broadcast because they want to see Nick Faldo for the last time are you out of your mind I'm honestly surprised they didn't they didn't like the TV listing wasn't like Nick Faldo's last last Wyndham championship rather than like whatever said a Wyndham championship final round like why to say Nick Faldo's final round <laughs> Tune in for the Nick Faldo <laughs> one more episode of the Nick Faldo show before it's gone forever Yeah terrible I mean don't let the door hit you on the way out But I was I was bummed that I didn't hit Tom Kim he was like 25 to 1 which obviously was des- deserved um, coming into the Wyndham, obviously in hot form, but I, I do feel somewhat vindicated because we've been talking about him now for since the Scottish, when I know we talked a lot about Kirk Kitayama too, and we've been staying on Kirk Kitayama, who I'm on again this week at 250-1, to 1, which is not going to hit, but such a long number. Um, but he was impressive there at the Scottish Open, and he has not stopped playing well since then, culminating with this victory, and he's now in the mid-30s in the FedEx Cup just with temporary status or whatever special temporary membership or whatever it's whatever it's called but good on the PGA Tour at least for having the structure in place to sort of create this avenue for Tom Kim to perhaps become a star which is ultimately what you know what we're watching for I think so I'm excited to see his future. I mean, it may be a might be on a Colin Morikawa trajectory here. Might be seeing this guy hoist a major championship in the next couple of years. Well, I'd like to think we can we can how how good is Colin Morikawa's trajectory? Because I'm looking at his stats for like this year, he stinks. He's not playing well this year. Yeah, he's going that trajectory. It's a, a two time major champion. Yeah. Not a lot of guys can say that at his age. No, they can't. He's got a lot of time to get to 
three and four and five, and then all of a sudden you're talking about, I mean, not that many guys rack up major victories. How many did Phil win? Six? Sound right? That seems too high. Does it? Two majors, or uh, two masters. Whoa, two PGAs and one Open Championship? Five? Six. Wow, Hunter, what does he win? He wins what I won earlier. I'll give it back to you. Three Masters, one Open. Three Masters. And two PGAs. Three Masters. I missed one. Gee, I wonder why. Oh, Philly boy. Yep. Maybe he'll eventually get onto the television broadcast. Wouldn't that be the redem- ultimate redemption story? We'll see Phil come back oh, yeah, probably, to the support probably... the PGA and sit alongside Jim Nance, who will at that time be on basically on life support. Does he age? Jim Nance is does he made age? of wax, or does he? I don't think. I think he's he has so much wax that he doesn't. He, doesn't, he can't cry. <laughs> Everyone else was, was a bald. combination of Botox and makeup. It's like his face is stiff as a board. Everyone else was balling their eyes out. <laughs> and <laughs> Jim stoic, was just dude. was stone face cold. Yeah, because <laughs> he's stoic. He's got to. He's the traffic cop. He's got to run the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you lose if you lose Jim Nance, I guess you lose everything at that point. Uh, all right, that's really all I have on on the um, the Wyndham. Uh, only thing, I guess the only thing I do have, because we don't have radio, I guess we're really going to get deep in the weeds. Did you see Brian Stewart got caught in the uh, got caught in the headlights again, standing over the golf ball for... Oh, no, he did? 45 seconds yes. or so. Was that why he didn't play well on Sunday? <clears throat> um, I think it was Tron Carter. He played, he played well all week. Did he get into the... Let's get... Let's get an, uh, after Hunter tells the story, we'll get an updated look at the... Well, I'll tell you who was in and, and, and not. Uh, he is not He is not in. He had potential to get in, even going into the back nine on Sunday, and then he was into the trees <clears throat> on the left, kind of on the... He was on the pine straw, and he tried to... Hit, I think he was imagining hitting a, a 30-yard hook around these trees from the pine straw, and he just kept sitting there and looking at his target, looking back at the ball, looking at his target, back ball, target, ball, oh target, boy. ball. Wow. And it, it just went on. And then the the Twitter mentions were so funny. Everyone was like, I thought my video broke. I thought my, I thought my video was skipping. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor so guy. I don't think he finished in the top 125, unfortunately. Uh, so I'll touch on that because he ended up just outside. So the last guy in, can you believe it? Literally feels like it's fake. It is. I don't even get it. It is. I'm not a huge... The 125th I'm not a, <laughs> finisher in the FedEx Cup standings with 323 points, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I mean that is that is it's banana land bullshit. <laughs> there is Hunter busting out the curse words. He's so upset about Ricky Fowler. I mean, I'm not. He's going to be on the PGA tour for another season. The funny thing is, he's not going to play the PGA next year. He's going to play the live. Yeah. But actually, I do think he's. Do you think? Okay, let's because he gets in. Do you think he stays on the PGA tour next year? He makes so much money 
on endorsements still, I think. Well, I have to imagine. He's still Cobra's, he, the he's still Cobra's guy. may be for him to stay with for the PGA Tour if the likes of Farmers and whoever and Puma and whoever else and Cobra are telling him, hey, dude, stay put and we'll make it worth your while financially. See, I, I don't think... Or is the draw fading from Ricky to the point that he's going to make more money on Live? And secure at least a few more years of. It's a complicated question because how long will live be forty-eight players? They're going to have twenty-one events next year, so I don't know if you can play twenty-one events with forty-eight guys. They're going to need to come up with some more team names or expand the number of players on the team. <clears throat> yeah, but I think it's an interesting question. As if you talk about Ricky Fowler, so he's one twenty-fifth, just inside. Kramer Hickok, Nick Taylor, Webb Simpson, Lucas Glover, Patton Kazire. Those are the final six guys that got in. Notables who missed. Matt Wallace was 126. Austin Smotherman, who felt like he had a pretty good year, was 127. Justin Lauer missed that putt on 18 to slip out of the 125. He's 128. Doc Redman played great on Sunday at the Wyndham. It was not quite enough. He finishes 129. That's Hunter's boy. Danny Willett, former Masters champion, 130. Kelly Craft, 131. Nick Hardy, 132. He's also, interestingly, 77th on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour standings, but he's into the Corn Ferry playoffs by virtue of a 132 finish. Cameron Champ, 133. Brian Stewart, we mentioned, 134. Fan favorite Harry Higgs, 136th. Open champion Francesco Molinari, 137. Zach Johnson, 140th. Um, and then Hunter's, Hunter's buddy, Garrett Kigo, 146. I think he's still got another year of eligibility based on his win at Congaree, though. So, some interesting, uh, interesting names there as you look at the bubble now finished bubble watch and look through who made it through to the playoffs and who did not. Of course, that means for some of those players, like I mentioned, that they're on their way to Corn Ferry Tour playoffs, which brings me to the developing stories on the Corn Ferry Tour. We saw um, a player we had talked about last week have a good finish. Uh, was it Cootie? Uh, I feel like we did talk about Cody last week. Last week on the Corn Ferry Tour, they have their last regular season event this week in the Omaha, Nebraska. Brandon Harkins is 26th. Michael Kim is 25th. He had another good week. Um, Vincent Norman, Ben Taylor, Kevin Roy, Anders Albertson, Trevor Cohn, the guys just inside the 25, just outside. I mentioned Harkins, McCormick, Brent Grant, Pierce and Cody. Akshay Bhatia, who has a win on the Corn Ferry Tour this year, TJ Vogel, Carson Young, David Coker. And then on the top 75 bubble, um, those guys need to, top 75, get into the Corn Ferry playoffs. Uh, Sam Saunders is 76th, Martin Flores 75th, There, I mentioned Hardy 77th, but he's in anyway, Clay Fiegler, Alex Chiarella, Vince India from Illinois, all just on the outside looking in, Ryan Blum, former PGA Tour winner, 
uh, Julian Etchelaine, Sean O'Hare. These guys all just outside, just inside. Martin Flores, Tane Lee, Chris Baker, Shad Tootin, Mark Hubbard, who's into the top 125. So he comes off, thankfully, for for some of these guys behind him. And Joey Garber is in 70th. So all those guys trying to have a good week this week in Omaha to clinch a spot in the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. And then we'll be on to the very dramatic and very exciting Corn Ferry Tour playoffs, I think, next week. So the PGA Tour guys get one week off, and the Corn Ferry guys just keep just keep rolling along, I believe. Okay. Looking forward. Speaking of the top 125, we're actually a field of 122 this week at the FedEx St. Jude Championships, the now first event in the three-event FedEx Cup. Is three events? Four events. Three events. Three it, events. Was, it was four for years. So we're now to three. FedEx, St. Jude. BMW. BMW, which is in Delaware. Yes. At Wilmington Country Club. Not Wilmington, North Carolina, but Wilmington Country Club. Correct. Put on by the Western Golf Association, the same, guy, same folks that run the Western Am that we talked about at Exmoor in Chicago over the over the last week. That was a full of fun fact for you. Um, that course looks sweet. Which one? Seen at Wilmington Country Club next week at the BMW. Seen any pictures of that yet? I have not. I'll have to do some Old looking. country club style, big <clears throat> white sand bunkers, tight. It's got that, got that north northeast classic northeast kind of old country mm-hmm. club style to it. Looks like a Patrick Cantlay track. Um, and this week we have TBC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. We have lots of course history here, but in a sort of a different way because this is the first time this field has been like a, it's 122 down from 125 because a few guys are not playing Burger, Fleetwood, and one other guy who I think is hurt that I can't remember right now. Um, so we have a field of 122 this week. Uh, lots of course history, but it was a WGC. I mentioned Abe Answer won here last year. That was after Harris English and Bryson DeChambeau, if you recall, kind of blew it. Harry had a big lead, kind of similar to the lead that Tom Kim had at the Wyndham, but couldn't bring it home. And then we wound up with this surprising three-way playoff between Hideki, Burns, and Answer. Eventually won by Answer. After Hideki missed a putt to win, and then Burns missed a pretty short putt to force another playoff hole after uh, Answer birdied, I believe it was the second uh, playoff hole. So what is TPC Southwind like? It's a par 70. It's fairly short on the scorecard, but I think it plays long. There are guys out there who have said this is one of the hardest courses on tour. We'll see a winning score probably between minus 12 and minus 16. The cut should be kind of around even par. So you want guys who can handle their stuff on difficult courses. So what's difficult about this course? It's Bermuda Rough and Zoysia Fairways, Bermuda Grass Grains with a lot of slope. The Rough is penal. You mu- you must be in the fairway here because there are tons of water hazards. Most water balls, I think, on the PGA Tour since 2015, even more, well, since 2015, so I don't know if it's more per round than like TPC Twin Cities, but we're looking at a similar kind of hazardous setup this week in Memphis where 
you better be on with your ball striking, tee to green, or you're going to be punished. There will be an emphasis on approach for the players who do keep it in the fairway, but if you're off the fairway, you're probably missing the cut because like Brooks Kepka has said in the past, who has played really well here, you get a ball in this Bermuda rough, which is cut short, but the ball always falls to the bottom. You just have no idea. It's the unpredictability, which I'm sure you understand, Hunter, having played a lot of golf in Florida, but like the balls can fly or it can come out literally dead and you're just in the middle of a in the middle of a lake. So um that's kind of what we're looking at this week for uh for a player type. It's major pricing in terms of this is when DraftKings and gambling gets really, really hard uh, here at the end of the year because we have all the best players uh, except for the live guys in this field. So what's funny about that, Hunter? Nothing. Just when I get serious and, and, and I think that was a ni- that was a step up my game. You start. That was a very nice thing for you to say that that you can because there are we are missing some live players. So. Oh, which that's we have to touch on the fact that those. Some of those players, some are all. Some at least some of those players, including Taylor Gooch, are currently suing uh, the PGA Tour, and they want to play this week in Memphis. I don't know if they're in Memphis. I don't know how that's going to play out. It's Tuesday morning, but it's possible because it's just happened at the Scottish Open that we could hear between the you know between now and the time they tee off on Thursday that some of these live guys are actually going to be teeing it up. Do they put them like in a group together? I don't know. <laughs> like, what do they do? Send them out a half hour early. We talked about this last everyone. week. It's a literal mess for the PGA Tour. It's uh, if the it's, courts <clears throat> grant these injunctions or whatever they have to do. I'm not a legal expert. Who is the last name? It's it's Gooch, uh, Swafford, and and um, Davis. Swafford, hilarious. Is it Cam Davis? Cam Davis is not on the Live Tour. And who is who? Am I? He's on the PGA Tour. He's now. like 150 to one this week. He's in the top 125. Okay. Well, I can't think of who that third name is then. Um. So that's really interesting to watch from a from a field perspective. But everybody else who's not the three names I mentioned who got into the top 125 is here, which leads to very, like I said, very soft pricing. So, um, on the odds board. Rory McIlroy, nine to one. This is DraftKings. Then a big group at fourteen. It's kind of ridiculous, honestly. Xander, Cantley, Scheffler, Thomas, Fitzpatrick, all fourteen to one. Cam Smith, eighteen to one. Tony Finau. Just kidding. Tony Finau, twenty to one. Is Tony gonna get everyone else a chance this week, or is he just gonna make it three in a row? John Rahm, twenty to one. First time we've seen John Rahm in the twenties in like two years. Uh, Zalatoris, twenty-two to one. I've seen people up in arms over that number. Cameron Young, twenty-eight to one. Jordan Spieth, twenty-eight to one. Colin Morikawa has actually been bet down, surprisingly, from thirty-five to thirty. Still pretty long for Mr. Morikawa. Hunter thinks he stinks though. So uh shane lowry has great history here he's 35 to 1 hideki who lost in the playoff last year 35 to 1 hovland who the last time we saw him was in the final group of the open championship is 35 to 1 hunters boy burns 35 to 1 bet down from 40 m tied for second last week 35 to 1 uh who stands out to oh i should say let's go up to 40 let's go to 50 
Horschel and t- last week's winner, Tom Kim, 40 to 1 at 50 to 1. Homa, who has a terrible record here, Hatton, Henley, and Joaquin Neiman, all 50 to 1 and under. Who who do you fancy there, Hunter, in terms of the uh, 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 the uh, looking at an outright bet for the FedEx St. Jude Championship? Uh, one name that really uh, grabbed my attention was uh, Billy Horschel. He is he's never missed a cut here at TPC Southwind, and he has five top tens, and he has went T ninth, T twenty fifth, T seventeenth when it was a w wgc event so i think I, I think you just said 40 to 1 is what you had matt that's what i'm seeing here and i feel like i have to defend uh the colin morikawa take he has one top 25 in his last eight starts which is spanning a time length of four months which is practically the entire season he may not stink but he stinks right now i don't know why he is who's betting him down I want names. I almost bet him. I bet Shane Lowry at thirty-five to one because I think crazy. It is crazy. The number's way too short. But. Uh, Tony Finau being twenty-one makes me laugh because it's too high, too low. It's too low. Whether whether it's too low or not, he has too many guys that are. I knew much... you were gonna. I just knew. And as I was getting in my car this morning, driving over here, I knew. Hunter is going to dog Tony Finau because he's such a field strength guy. He's going to make fun of the 20 to 1 number. Well, I'm and sorry. I've heard I'm sorry. Out there saying, this guy should be 12 to 1. He's won two events in a row. I'm sorry. I'm so predictable. <laughs> but who on this, who inside of the top 30? People are going to bet him at 20 to 1. Who inside the top 30 was at either the 3M Open or the Rocket Mortgage? Few. Few of these players. <laughs> Very few. <laughs> two of them? <laughs> Maybe. And he also won the, one of those by five. What's that? Is blowout season on the PGA Tour, huh? <laughs> yeah, it sure feels like it. Fino blowing people out. We got Tom Kim blowing people out. Strokes gain total last 24 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care? Well, I know who it's going to be. <laughs> who is number one? I bet you it's Tony Fino. Of course it is. Who's number two? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fino, Rory. Xander, Fitzpatrick, Tom Kim, Cantlay, Scheffler, Cam Young. Bet him for first round later. Justin Thomas, JT Poston, Cam Smith, Taylor Pendrith, Rom Zalatoris. I love Zalatoris this week. This should be such a good course for Zalatoris. You can win here without gaining strokes putting. This is like his, this should be, this is a ball striker's track you can gain a lot from t to green he's very long and straight with this driver he'll have shorter clubs into the green and he has new same reason to like cam young the thing is cam young doesn't he doesn't have the level of iron play that zalatoris has and they're a similar number this week did you see will's new caddy i heard about that fired his old one i don't think it was the caddy's fault just saying no i don't don't know anything about the previous caddy or the new caddy no nor do i but sometimes a new caddy look what a new caddy did for a certain player who's named Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. He got a new caddy on the bag, and bang. No, I mean, I think this guy seems like he has um, he has a, a decent resume. Let's roll with the new caddy narrative, baby. I don't need any push on betting Zalatoris. I'm just hoping the number will drift a little bit. I heard people are getting like high 20s, 30s on books I don't have. 
but I really like Zalatoris this week. Uh, Stallings, Keith Mitchell, kind of a surprise there. Fleetwood's not playing. Callum Terran, Burns, Wise, Sung Jay, and then Hideki just outside the top 20 there. That, that kind of rounds out the top 20 for strokes gain total. If you take out the putting and you just do T to green, it's Finau, McElroy, Cam Young moves up, Xander, Sung Jay moves way up. Mito Pereira comes in here, which is great for me to see because I bet him at 130 to 1 this week. Brandon Steele, so good tee to green right now. So bad. Absolutely dead last in this field in putting, 125th. Um, really? Brandon Steele, yeah. Dead last. Dead last. He's sixth. He's fifth in approach and fifth off the tee. He is elite. He's like Russell. He's Russell Henley, only actually worse. By the way, if you backed Russell Henley this week, welcome last week. Welcome to my world. You were watching that shot tracker or watching him on Golf Channel, and you're like, how is this dude not 25 under par? He stripes every shot. But, he, dude, he can't get it in the hole. No. No, you're like, he, he's one of those guys that you'd almost take him as if you were like creating a like a creative player and he needed to find somebody to iron a game you would take Dude, it unbelievable he literally like he's looks like he's dropping it in from like 170 <laughs> into like a basket like a range basket unbelievable precision teeting range and same with brendan Steele. then justin thomas pops way up here there's henley zalatoris fitzpatrick scheffler these are the kind of players that i think if you're struggling a little bit with the putting spieth maybe even 28 to 1 if the putter's holding you back, you might be able to get away with it here at TPC Southwind. Davis Riley's up here. Burns, there's Lowry. Uh, Lowry not great off the tee, but he has such good history here that it makes me think he knows how to get it around. Grillo is a guy that I'm playing in DraftKings this week. He's $7,000. Ball strikers, golf course, good form. Played well in Minnesota. Avoided most of the water until the back nine on Sunday. Connors, Rom. Decky Stallings. So there's about your top 20-ish in strokes gained. Tita Green. And you like a name that I don't believe was mentioned on either of those in Billy Horschel. Well, that's just so that's Billy, just crazy. He has, he has some decent form coming in, and the record speaks for itself as uh, TPC Southwind. Yes, South he does have a great or record. Wind, Southwind. So I mentioned I bet Lowry, which I, I, I confess is totally insane at 35-1, to 1, but... It, I'll bet I couldn't you a- get a better number, and like I, th- I feel like Lowry. Maybe I'm just kind of like thinking too much about last year and answer, but like Lowry has been so close all year, and now people are all off of him because he didn't play well at the Wyndham. He all those strokes he lost at the Wyndham were due to his putter. Like again, that's a player that I think you can profile this week. He has good history here. He obviously puts these greens a little bit better. Maybe mo- moving to a Bermuda surface helps him. I like Colin Morikawa this week. Among these guys, 50 to 1 and under. This is a more cow course. What does he do? He keeps it in play, and he's a phenomenal iron player. And it's not a putting type of situation here. So he can get away with the weaker putting. Yeah, you may shake your head, but <laughs> don't be surprised. And then among the rest of the guys, 35, 50 to 1 and under. Like, I like Burns. I like Sung Jay. But I think the other guy I like the most is probably Hovland, right? 35 to 1 of Victor Hovland. We're talking about a world class player. Who just played great at the Open Championship seems to have corrected a lot of the ball striking issues that maybe he was having earlier in the year. Yeah, this should be a great course again. 
you know, like Harris English was winning by five here. What does he do? He's just a robot. Like, you know, like Henley. I mean, I wasn't going to say this, but I also bet Russell Henley 50 to one because I can't, I can't help myself. And then lastly, among guys 50 to one and under, I like Neiman. Right? So long and straight off the tee. Decent putter, but like good with the irons. Just good tee to green. 50 to 1. No love? Okay. What about, what about Cam Smith? Are we forgetting about Cam Smith? He's so bad with his driver. He's uh, Let's see. Where is he with his driver in this field? I just he has decent history here, which is mystifying. Just the 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 quality of his short game is unreal. He's forty third in this field, T to green, over the last twenty four rounds. He's hundred twenty second off the tee. That's third to last. He loses about a half a stroke per round off the tee. And like you can club down here, kinda. By the way, he's right next to your boy Billy Horschel. In what? Driving? Total. Strokes in Tita Green, that is. Cam's 11th in total because he is 8th in approach, and then he's 33rd in putting, 34th around. He's obviously good with his short game. But Billy's all short game. He's 83rd in approach, 45th in, in Tita Green. They're next to, like, Smalley. And actually, I like Ches Revy this week. So let's get to any guys you like for top 20s or, or first-round leaders. I mentioned I bet Cam Young and Rory, first-round leader. Uh, I think first-round leader bets are great. On weeks you like Rory, which I definitely like Rory this week, and it's 22 or 25-1 to first-round leader. It's 9-1 to one from the win of the tournament. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's frankly more likely. He goes off in the afternoon, but I still – he's so good on Thursday. Um so I like that. And by the way, now that I'm looking over here, I shouldn't be talking too much smack about you talking about Cam Smith because here I am talking about Colin Morikawa. He's 48th strokes gained tee to green in the last 24. 123rd scrambling, 109th putting. <laughs> but still 21st in approach and 28th off the tee, and that can play here. That number comes back to 35. I'm in. <laughs> uh, a name I do like, you already mentioned him. I like Russell Henley, a top 30. Uh, I see plus plus 130 on my board. Uh, I think when Russell starts playing well, he starts playing really well. I don't, I don't obviously don't expect him to win, but I do think he can... St- what do you mean, obviously? I mean, I obviously do not expect him to win the golf tournament, is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but he could. But he could. He certainly could, but I don't... There's not many guys that I would would take less than Russell Henley to make a 10-footer on 18 to win a golf tournament. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. Well, I like Ches Revy. Ches Revy has a good record on this course. I find it weird betting Ches Revy on the East Coast. Um, but I just, I, I got, I have a feeling. He, he just won a few weeks ago. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's time for, I, I feel like Ches to top 20 or maybe to top 40 a little less aggressive i'm sure you can get really nice numbers on that um is this a basic setup where it's just two less par fives yes par 70 yeah so that should help him in theory it's more about par if you're looking at stats this week i would look at fairways gained 
strokes gain par four and approach pretty much you keep it there that's the player to answer decky great with the irons burns superhuman ball striker he's also a great putter and short game player but he's just an all-around good player um and then i i back you on the russell henley thing uh for finishing position and i i mentioned i bet both Kitayama two fifty to one and Pereira one thirty to one, I may consider those guys for uh, for top twenties as well. I think if you're really long and straight with your driver, like say Brooks, um, Bryson, who both played great here, that is a huge advantage. I mentioned like Neiman kind of fits that category. Maybe not super long, but that can be a big advantage. You can also get it done the Hovland way, shorter and straighter. You know, like he's plus one fifty to top twenty. I mean, I think. There's some you can like get some lot. decent numbers like Hovland plus one fifty, M plus one fifty, Lowry plus one sixty, which I will definitely be in on. Your boy Billy Horschel plus one seventy to top twenty. You know that's a good place to look this week. Um, with the outright numbers being so much softer, you know it's harder to bet those outright numbers. But mm-hmm. Probably with this depth of field, we're gonna get a winner. 50 to 1 and under you know like you start you feel like there's a drop off once you get past kind of like Neiman you know like maybe Aaron Wise but then like it's you know like I mean yeah Kitayama has super high upside Mito Pereira super high upside almost won a major this year but like if you're venturing beyond 50 to 1 make sure you're getting somebody with that upside because they had to beat 15 of the 20 of the best, you know, players in the world this week to to emerge victorious. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we miss? Any news happen while I was rambling about Taylor Gooch being in the field this week? No. <clears throat> I do think it's at least worth mentioning like there have been nothing official. But I think it's worth I think it's worth mentioning. I've seen enough people talking about it that Cam Percy went on an Australian radio show what I would take to be like this morning for Australia, so whatever that was, like 18 hours ago, that uh, Cam Percy indicated that Cam Smith and Mark Leishman are going to the live tour after the playoffs. And how does what is that? How do you feel about that? I honestly, I hope it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. And brings these guys together because we we are we are getting very close to turning the PGA Tour into like an American tour, and then they have this global tour that is the live. Like how many more of these? If if they if Cam Smith plays well in the playoffs, he's going to go to live tour, the number one ranked player in the world, and that would be <laughs> that wouldn't look good for the PGA Tour if the number one ranked player in the world is going to the live tour. I still don't think that's going to bring that. That's going to compel any action on the part of the PJ you, you mean like when it come together meaning like a truce or like a merge I I would think because the PGA <clears throat> tour in itself the establishment tour will never do business with the Saudis I don't think they can I don't think they can at this point they might grant rights to players to play yeah. certain events or something or all the PGA tour can do is 
find different ways to dig their heels in, right? Yeah, which I don't think is necessarily the answer at this point. I think it's I think it has to be some kind of I don't know if truce is the right word, but I don't think there's any but the tour can't really grant, like I mentioned, like they could say you can get three releases a year or something. Yeah. That's all they can really do. You can play in three non-PGA Tour events a year and make as much money as you want or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not, not that 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 player can't go play a live event though. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's where I'm struggling to because if they plays if he plays in his I think it says 15, but I don't think it has to be 15 to maintain voting rights, but I think you you don't there's not even like a set number minimum is there that a pga tour player has to play i thought it was, yeah i thought I it was 15 to maintain voting rights but that's not actually like a i think they did they didn't they change that though this year did they sorry to put you on the spot again but when they made you play a new event or whatever mm. there's also a minimum now i could be wrong but i i i, I thought that yes there is and, and I now there's think, a freaking minimum on the live yeah i don't think it's doable but there's no way you're telling me that the live tour couldn't schedule their events these guys like these top 20 guys have all these weeks off throughout the season where they're not they're not playing in the 3m open they're not playing in the rocket mortgage they're not playing in all any of these no, small they events could, but the pga tour could never they can't do that to 3m but they weren't gonna, they weren't going to play it at partner they yes. can't they can't release players to go play Live and then also go sell, you know, go sell the TPC Twin Cities event. Yeah, but they weren't going to play it anyway. I guess is my where I. I know, but if they they weren't going to play it anyway, but they weren't also playing a different event somewhere else that their viewership could choose to watch instead of the instead of the three M Open. Yeah, that's a good point. They can't um, be complicit in that and then sell, make the same of that. They could maybe sell it to maybe 3M, which say, yeah, sure. But it's not that it hurts the PGA Tour financially, which in, in turn hurts the players. Yeah. I mean, I, I love watching Cam Smith play golf. So I will. Like, he has one that, like, he gets my eyes. So I will watch the live. If he goes to live, I will watch the live. Like, simple as that. He is awesome to watch play golf. So I just don't know how many more, because that's not like. It's not like these are going to be the only two. There's going to be more after the Fax Cup playoffs. I guarantee it. They must not care about the official world golf rankings or they must feel that they're going to be able to get a f- a- enough world golf ranking points. Like Cam Smith, obviously, <clears throat> the, it, like he's in a position of power in terms of having just won the Open Championship. He has brand new exemptions. And that, and he finished what place in the Masters? Second, T second. De- definitely close enough to be invited back by virtue of his of the rules. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> and that's where I just I I he was second like the year before. He's, yeah, I would find it so hard to believe that Augusta wouldn't like. We're getting to the point now where we have like eight or nine guys that have have their have earned the right to play in that event. I just I I would find it so hard to believe that they would they would tell those eight or nine guys they can't play yeah those are the remaining sort of trump cards the official world golf ranking and augusta and the masters but the masters i I agree with you i mean i I think it's going to be really tricky for them to 
outlaw those. If they were going to do that, they needed to do that previous to now or winter or spring or whatever. Because I don't think that in and of itself draws players back out of it. They're not going to be like, okay, never mind, I quit live. Besides, these guys are presumably signing deals. Hopefully they know what they're doing. But presumably they're making commitments to live. Where they cannot just say up and say, oh, I I take it back, you know, take backs. I'm, I'm going back to the PGA Tour, even if the PGA Tour welcomed them. It's going to get more complicated, not less complicated. But you're right. There's a sense that I, I wouldn't, I won't, certainly won't be surprised if Cam Percy's correct. And if you're correct that there are more who are just waiting to play the FedEx Cup playoffs, take the FedEx money, and then go to live. It'd be hard to blame them for doing that if, if that was their... I don't know why you'd sit out the FedEx... Say you were going, sit out the FedEx Cup, and then when there's no events at live. There are no live events during the FedEx Cup? No, I think this was all planned out pretty well from that standpoint. So we'll see. All right, have fun watching Colin Morikawa win the uh, FedEx St. Jude Championship this weekend. I'll be watching no golf this week at uh, the or, Tuber. Or Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel. You'll be watching on your phone, Hunter. Oh, yeah, probably. Good luck. All right, see you guys.